history celebrate you and me cheers to you badass raise your glass cause she fucking did that she fucking did that she fucking did that she fucking did that hello 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 everyone hello Layla how are you I am great for the most part. I'm so glad to hear. I'm Gia, by the way, for anybody listening to this. Oh, yeah. And then it's I guess, Layla and Gia. I guess yeah. that makes me Layla. Right. Yeah. Well, I addressed you first, so people, they'll it, get it. That is true. Yeah. yeah but we are matching it. shirts today, not that anyone can see. So, like, we're basically the same person. We have- Can we talk about how cool that is? Oh, wait, seriously, <laughs> growing up. In high school, I was in love with someone in high school, and As we would we sit are. across the classroom from each other mm-hmm. in one of our AP classes, and almost every day, we wore the same color <gasps> shirt. I'm like, you like me? There's something <laughs> going on here. If we have the telepathy, why aren't we dating? And <laughs> it's a sign. It's a sign. It's totally a sign. If you're wearing the same shirt as someone, you are in sync with them. Embrace yeah. it. Enjoy the moment. Layla and I are both wearing black today. We are. And I think for a special reason. Yes. Well, for se- of course, for one very special reason, but mm-hmm. for several reasons. Yes, very, very many reasons. And one of the reasons uh, I think that Gia was talking about, I'm sure she was, is because we are talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg today. Yes. And we tell you that right up front because we're doing something very special for her. Um, as you guys know, she just passed away last week on September 18th. Very, very sad day for all of us here. So as Gia and I were writing our stories for this week, well, we we knew that we were going to do a whole episode on Ruth. And as we were writing our half of the stories, we were like, there is too much to talk about in one episode. And it would not be fair to just cut it off right there. So we were like, let's make it a two-parter. So yes, we, can, we need a two-parter. Yes. And if we're going to do a two-parter for anyone, it's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Exactly. She did so fucking much that if we'd said it all in one episode, it would be like a 10-hour episode, which right. I don't know if you guys would want that. <laughs> I would absolutely want that. But yeah, oh, but only one hour for her would be a slap in the face. Yeah. So here's what we're doing. It's a two-parter. Um, In this part, part one, I am going to be talking about her life. So basically her biography from when she was born to when she was appointed as um, Supreme Court Justice of the United States. Um, And then after that, Gia, you want to tell them what you're doing next week? Yes. So I am very excited. Thanks to uh, Oye.com, which I was always on in high school um I'm gonna be basically breaking down a few of her major cases that either she presented to the court or that she wrote her dissenting opinions for her very famous and necessary dissenting opinions and yeah so I'm just gonna get this week pure biography story next week all legal stuff Yes. And, and it's going to be great. What she did, but not boring legal stuff. Cause <laughs> no, 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 no. Revolutionary. Is, yes. Land, historic. Landmark, landmark cases. Cases, yeah. Because um, yeah. she was amazing. Yeah, so in a nutshell, part one, RBG biography. Part two, 
all her landmark cases. It's going to yeah. be so good. Or the receipts, as we say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate that people say, like, show me your receipts. It's like, well, these, she's got them. She's got very many she's got all receipts. The receipts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and well, I do feel the need to add. Um, so we are recording this on Friday. What day is today? September 25th, mm-hmm. 2020. She died a week ago. And mm-hmm. today she was the first woman to lie in state at the U.S. Capitol. She was also the first Jewish person to lie in state at the U.S. Capitol. So lying in state means that, you know, the body of a dead official is placed like in the building and it's where the public can come to pay their respects. Mm -hmm. And today is also a very historic day because she was there. Mm -hmm. I feel the need to say that. Um, If you want to check it out, it's everywhere. Yeah. You could... Times NBC, um, it was on the Today Show this morning. Yeah, watch it. I, th- and I think everyone. Should I watch think. It. I mean, it just adds to her legacy. Even after her death, she continues to set landmark precedents and set records, and just she's just all around amazing. So. Yes, you're so appreciated, Ruth. Yes. Thank you. And I, well, another thing. So. Yes, this is an in memoriam, if you will, but mm-hmm. it's 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 a huge, huge celebration. Yes. So, and so, whether you are like mourning her death, grieving her death, there are so many posts out there that I'm sure everyone saw that people are scared as fuck mm-hmm. um, without her. And and Mitch McConnell um, mm-hmm. is the guy who wants to have someone take her place before Mm -hmm. the election um that did not happen when justice scalia died four years ago Mm -hmm. um when it was a 2016 election there's just a lot of uneasiness going on but ruth would never want us to back down be sad or whatever like we have to stay strong just like she did and we will celebrate her and we will see her legacy through That is what we're here to do with our show. And that is what I hope we all do in November. So, yes, this absolutely goes with our saga. She is the woman who amped up all of our rights, gave us more rights, more like everything that we deserve. Exactly. She fucking did it all. So let's get into it. I just want to start out with a toast to RBG, the notorious RBG. We love her. Cheers to you, RBG. Raise a glass. Live notoriously, Live everybody. beyond notoriously, as she did. So I don't have a name for my drink this week because I don't feel like it warrants one. I just made a regular old-fashioned, not because I think Ruth is old-fashioned. She was total opposite of old-fashioned. But I, she was just a straight shooter. She knew what she wanted. And I feel like... She would be like, no frills, no fruity drinks. Just give me an old fashioned and that's it. So that's why I'm drinking that today. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Enjoy. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So do you want to just crack into it? Please. All right. Let's go. So Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg served on the Supreme Court of the United States for 27 years. She was, by all definitions, a badass which is what we celebrate on this show, if you guys didn't know. <laughs> she, right. she was known for speaking up when other people didn't want to. She knew when to pick her fights, and she fought them well. 
She was known lovingly as Notorious RBG, a name which she was totally okay with, by the way, um, because she said that her and Biggie had a lot in common. (laughs) 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 She fought tirelessly for women's rights, and she is the reason why we have so many of those rights today. But not even just women's rights, um, just gender rights in, in general. And you'll, you'll see why later. Um, so all of my information comes from CNN, National Ge- Geographic, OEA. Is that what I'm saying it right? <laughs> yes, OEA, OEA. Yes. yes, it is. <laughs> um, her 2013 interview in The New Yorker and um, the podcast RBG Beyond Notorious, which is amazing, by the way. Gia, I don't know if you got to listen to it after I sent it to you, but... I freaking loved it. Um, It's hosted by CNN's Poppy Harlow and Jeffrey Tubin, and it's a behind-the-scenes look at um, the CNN documentary RBG. Yes. Okay. Jeffrey Tubin wrote the book The Nine. Mm Mm-hmm. And I read that in high school. Oh, you did? He's Jeffrey's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's. I love. I haven't listened to it yet, but now I feel. You really. I I will absolutely not. And Poppy Harlow too. So she talks about the interview that she did back in February with RBG at um, a women's panel. I forget where it is, but or where it was, but um, she Poppy was pregnant at the time that they asked her to do the interview, and the interview was set on the her due date. And at first she was like, no, I can't because she's going to be in fucking labor. Um, (laughs) But they were like, um, I think it was Columbia that asked her to do it. And they were like, are you really going to say no to interviewing a sitting Supreme Court justice? And she was like, no, I guess not. (laughs) So so she moved up her due date, had her fucking baby. Five fucking days later, she's sitting down with RBG at this panel doing an interview. She fucking did that. Yeah, and if oh that is not just a testament to the strength that women have and the hard work that they do and something that RBG totally appreciated that she did, like, insane. So that's who it, that this podcast, RBG Beyond Notorious, uh, is hosted by. It was recorded in 2018, just so you guys know. So they talk about her in the present because she was um, – how 85 at the time um and um they interview like her granddaughter her old classmates like so many people that rbg uh was a part of their lives um it, it is it's just so good and they have they include clips of like interviews that they have done with her and she's just i love listening to her talk she She's a sweetheart. She is. And every every time she opened her mouth, it was something like super prolific <laughs> and, and super smart. It was, yeah. So let, go listen to that podcast. So I'll start from the beginning. Joan Ruth Bader was born on March 15th, 1933 in Brooklyn, New York to immigrant parents. Her nickname growing up was Kiki. Because she Aww. apparently was a kicky baby, <laughs> which is kind of and she kicked ass. She did. I was gonna say it kind of was like a was like a premonition to Pro- what she was. 
Yes, like, total prophecy. Yeah, Hamilton. foreshadowing. Everything exactly. is foreshadowing. And also, Hamilton, we got to get that in there. I bet your ass, Ruth. Loved Hamilton. Immigrants, we get, we the, get job the job done. done. <laughs> um, so her mother was very, very important to her. Um, she really encouraged Ruth's education, and Ruth really attributed all of her accomplishments to her mother. Um, Ruth once said that she remembered sitting on her mother's lap and her mother would always have a book in front of her and would just read to her all the time. Um, But her mom didn't go to college because her her family at the time decided to send her brother instead. So she always hoped that Ruth would be able to do the things that she couldn't, and she fucking did. (laughs) And fun fact, her mom marched in the suffrage parades no way yeah there we go yeah during there you fucking the go. suffrage movement yeah so it just comes full circle with this whole everything thing. yeah um but ruth's early life was really hard um she was born during the height of the depression her father was and i hope i'm saying this word right it sounds wrong but he was a furrier Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that that was a Fourier. Fourier, Fourier. Yeah, I think Fourier in French, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's Fourier. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, and I think, yeah, I think so. So, well, it's so fluffy. <laughs> um, so her father was a furrier at the time, at a time when people couldn't buy fur coats. Um, her older sister had died when she was really young. And then her mother got diagnosed with cancer when she was in high school. And I think her father actually um, died of cancer as well, which is super sad. But her mother died the day before Ruth's high school graduation. Oh. Yeah. So what would have been very happy and celebratory, it ended up being a very sad time for Ruth. But... In high school, it empowered her even more. It did. It really did because she was like, "I got to do this for my mom now." Um, so in high school, she was a cheerleader, which so was I. So there I love go. that, um, and an excellent student. Me less so, but oh, <laughs> I, I would not expect anything less from Ruth, though. Like, of course, she was an excellent student. You know, not a surprise. Um, she graduated from Cornell University with her bachelor's degree in 1954. And no big deal. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. It's Cornell, fine. whatever. I remember whatever. I wanted to go to Cornell for a little bit. And then. Really? Yeah. When I was in like middle school because I had visited there for some reason. And then um, and then when I got to high school and I got my, my SAT scores back and I was like, guess I'm not going to Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so it's cold up there and yeah i mean i grew up in pennsylvania so what's the difference true um so at cornell is where she met marty ginsburg the love of her life marty marty (laughs) um they got married in 1954 and ruth gave birth to their first child jane carol ginsburg yeah so at this point, Ruth isn't in law school yet. She graduated with her uh, bachelor's and then she wanted to take a break from school to just focus on her family for a while. She just had a newborn, so I don't blame her. Um, but Marty is in law school at Harvard where Ruth will later join him, but I'll get into that. Um, 
But according to their friends, they seemed sort of like a mismatched couple, but they really were perfect for each other. Um, according to their friend and fellow classmate, Professor Arthur Miller, not that Arthur Miller, different Arthur Miller. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. Um Marty was... Like the like a lawyer? Like Yes, yeah. yes, lawyer. Uh, he was one of... Um, he was the same in the same class as Marty was, so... Okay. Yeah, so when they were like sec- when they were third year law students um, at Harvard, Ruth was a second year, so they were just a year ahead of her. Um, gotcha. Yeah, not the author, author Arthur Miller. <laughs> um, playwright. Yes, or, yeah, playwright. Um, well, is he? Yep. Author, yeah, playwright, whatever. Um, so Marty. So according to Arthur, Marty was the life of the party. He was always in the middle of the room, making jokes, talking to everyone, and Ruth as we have seen um, in her career, she was always very quiet. So it wasn't just because, you know, she was a Supreme Court justice. This is just how she always was. Very quiet, um, very somber and serious. She she would be the person to just sit in the corner during parties, which is me, 100%. <laughs> Um, if you and this is totally me, this next part. If you wanted to talk to her, you had to go up to her. She would not come up to you. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, with her. Yeah, but yeah. and with you too. Yeah, yeah, I just don't. I don't like just going up to someone and just striking up a conversation or introducing myself or whatever, unless I'm already drunk. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm the opposite, but I guess I'm just like, yeah. hi, I'm Gia, you want to be friends? Yeah, then, which is yeah. totally how her and Marty were. So we're basically Ruth and Marty. <laughs> Yay, Halloween costumes. Yes. That's so fun. Um, but, but also, because she was a quiet cheerleader. And yeah, which that's is... very interesting. Yeah. More introverted. Yeah, which I think that's... I mean, I kind of relate to that um, because I, d- I don't think I was your typical cheerleader either. Um, so I was very surprised at that, at hearing that. And I really relate to Ruth even more now. Um, yeah. And so I, I just love her because <laughs> it turns out we're kind of the same. But anyways, so life of the party, she's very quiet, but it worked for them. They loved each other, and everyone could see that. They just loved each other. So Ruth gets into Harvard Law, and she is met with just some fucking bullshit, <laughs> as you can imagine. Because, um, you know, it's it's the uh, 50s. So she was at a dinner party, and the dean of Harvard Law actually tried to make her feel guilty for taking another man's spot in her class uh-huh. the fucking dean yeah like are you shitting me with this bullshit so I'm like you let her in yeah so like, she he's on. he's trying to make her feel guilty she's obviously there for a reason but he is trying to make her feel guilty um saying that she took a man's spot but 491 of the people in her class of 500 were men mm-hmm. like how many other men do you need? <laughs> so I'm sorry. There were, there were nine women. There were nine in the women. Class. She was one of and nine. And there are women. nine people on the Supreme Court. So oh shit, I didn't even mm-hmm. make that connection. Damn. Maybe right. one day. We'll see. One I'm day. just gonna take a sip. So, um, so he he wanted to make her feel guilty for presumably making the man's life whose spot she took, whoever the fuck it was, harder. 
And it's like, um, I'm sorry. He is probably a white man. I don't want to make any assumptions, but he made assumptions, so I'll just make one. <laughs> He's probably a white man who will not have a problem getting into another law school or getting a job as a lawyer. Like, right. you can fuck off, Dean. <laughs> so, nevertheless, she said, I'm staying. So, during her second year at Harvard, Marty got diagnosed with testicular cancer, which is really sad because a bunch of people in her family got diagnosed with cancer. So... She's taking care of Marty while he undergoes treatment. She goes to class for him, um, helps him with his homework, studies for her own classes, takes care of a toddler. All the while, she keeps her own grades up and became the first female member of the Harvard Law Review. And that's how women do it, folks. She fucking she did that. Fucking the first. That. The first. Yes. Uh-huh. All while taking care of a sick husband and a toddler. Mm-hmm. Like... What? I don't know how she does it. I don't know how anyone does it. You know. just fucking do it. Yeah. And she did it. She must have gotten like 20 minutes of sleep a day because I cannot even imagine doing all of that. But she fucking no. did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marty got better, thankfully. Um, and he got a job as a lawyer in New York. So Ruth transferred to Columbia, um, which also... Which is Harvard. so cool that you could do that. Right? And I was like, Harvard to Columbia? I mean, it's not It's not like she was trading for, like, a lesser education, right? Like, No! That's amazing. Not at all. She, but the fact that you can do that for your third year, too, it's just very yeah. interesting. I wonder if that was a huge issue for her or just, just like, a, a Well, kind a struggle. of. Um, mm-hmm. But in only in the fact that Harvard's dean at the time, and I'm not sure if it's the same dean that berated her for taking a man's spot, um, refused to give her a degree from Harvard. So that's part of the reason why she transferred to Columbia, because she did most of her schooling at Harvard, but even though she did um, took most of her classes there, they they wouldn't consider her a Harvard graduate, so she ended up graduating from Columbia. Um, but... In 2011, Harvard granted her an honorary degree like she deserved. So, there you go. Suck on that, Dean. Whoever suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard suck on that in so long. <laughs> that's perfect. I, I think Tits that's, up. Suck on that. <laughs> there you go. I think that's I the only it. appropriate response to that, really. Um. So, Ruth graduated top of her class at Columbia in 1959, but she didn't receive any job offers after her graduation, which, like, what the fuck? So, Gia, I'm just going to ask, why do you think that is? (laughs) Why do you think... No job offers? Yeah, why do you think a woman who graduated top of her class at Columbia got no job offers? Because people are fucking dicks and they're <laughs> uncultured swine and they do- I there's no explanation stupidity pure stupidity basically yeah, yeah. it's basically yep. same mm. bullshit different day she nobody yeah. wanted to just give her just look at the fucking degree if her right. okay 
Nobody wanted you to give her a Babe job Ruth, because... right? Maybe he, maybe what if it was fucking Babe Ruth and he just took the babe off and then it was, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, saw the same time. I saw you were, where you were going with that. I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> they can fuck off. I agree. And, you know, it Harvard was, and Columbia on the resume. Yeah. Should and be. And Cornell. Like, too. Diverse, but. And Cornell. Come on. Yeah. What more could they ask of someone? Um, for her to have a penis, basically. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Get your Freudian shit out of your brain. Yeah. Any fucking sexist And fucking person. realize that this woman did literally everything she could while graduating from, or while going to law school, which is mm-hmm. arguably, I think, probably on the same specter as, like, medical school, like the hardest thing Shit. to do. You could put yourself through yes. is to go to law school or yes. medical school. Like you literally have to be studying 40 hours a week. It is a full-time job. You need to be in the library all the time reading those fucking books that I can't understand. Like mm. breaking just, your neck. Yeah. <laughs> just reading, taking care of someone and Right. The the hard part is is that that even to that's expected of women. Like, yeah, you want to go for your dream? Great. But you got you still have to do all these other things. Yeah. Like, well, other people, yeah, like, but men, they don't, they don't have, have to, to. They're not expected to take care of the kid or whatever it is, and oh, they're like, because he's oh. focused. Yeah, but when yeah. women do it, they're like job obsessed, and mm-hmm. yeah, not maternalistic. Like, no. Um, and on top of that, they're like, we'd rather you just have a penis in order for you to get this job. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's basically what she was going through. Um, But she had a friend that believed in her so much that he told a judge in Manhattan that he would never recommend another Columbia student to him unless he gave her a chance. So he was like, okay, okay. So they, so he hired her and she clerked for him for a little while. And then next she decided she wanted to to study civil procedure in Sweden. Now, I don't really know what civil Civil procedure procedure is, but I hear it is like one of the most boring uh, aspects of the law, but she loved it. Um, And she learned Swedish just for the job. So she had no background in Swedish at all, got this job and was like, all right, got to learn Swedish now. (laughs) I wonder why in Sweden. I'm not sure why. That's really um, interesting. I think, I mean, she just, she wanted to study civil procedure and I guess that was just the opportunity that came up, I guess. Um, and she went I for it. I love that with procedure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, well, yeah. Well, it's all about due process. Uh-huh. Right. And um, I love that. I actually had this joke with my friend. So <laughs> I have to say Go ahead. In high school, I was part of the Gilder Lerman History and Law Academy, mm-hmm. and it was the coolest. And we took constitutional law and court procedures. Right. And we did, of course, we did mock trial, but we also did moot court, which mm-hmm. was my favorite. I definitely prefer moot court over mock trial. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friend and I, my best friend, Cindy, we have this joke about, um, like, I want to be a due process lawyer, which uh-huh. is basically just like, hey, hey, all right. Did you get your due process? Like, did, did you have the Miranda rights read to you? No. Nope. Perfect. Great. Awesome. Moving on. <laughs> it was just like a really quick. Just like, it's like it, it was about the procedure. And right. that's the whole thing. So but, basically, it's just like the steps you need to take. 
like before you go to court? Yeah. Like it's just like a step, basically? Basically. Let me get the definition. Okay. Um, yeah. It's, it's aligned with the Fifth Amendment. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, plead the Fifth. Right. And um, but it's just fair treatment through the judicial system. Right. Just making right. sure that everything is status quo. That's all you really have to do. Gotcha. So she was making sure that everything was. But right. the p- tricky part is, and I would imagine with the cases that we're going to go through and just with what you're going to say, mm-hmm. um, a lot of it didn't even apply to women yet. So right. there wasn't a chance for due process if yes. there was never a law that clearly stated it. That and is I'm a that really good it. point. Um, and that might be why she got into it and why, um, I mean, why she fought so hard for gender uh equality just speculation that is pure that speculation, is speculation. I, it's very I mean, interesting that she did that yeah i mean it, it's it's like a whole it's the whole picture like it, it was obviously it wasn't just that i mean it was just her upbringing as well like her mom always said to be a lady but she didn't mean a lady in the sense of like just have manners and like don't say anything she meant like be fiercely independent and stand up for yourself and all that great stuff. Yeah. Like, that's what it And meant. pick your battles. And like, pick as, your battles. As you said before. Yes. Yeah, like, be respectful. Be, you yes. know, own who you are. Own your femininity. But watch out. Exactly. Like, she and was so strategic. Yes. About everything. And, and that, that, that's why she won. Because she, she knew how to play the game. She played exactly. both parts of the game. That is totally true. And that that's what it meant to be a woman for... Ruth. So it's all, I mean, all of it is why she did what she did. And we are so thankful for it. Um, yeah. So and after. I think that's it's a really good approach we should all go after, too. I totally agree, for real. Um, so after Sweden, she got her first teaching job, teaching procedure at Rutgers School of Law in Newark with tenure in 1969. Um, but even New work. So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, David went to Rutgers, huh? Yes, he did. Yeah. David is Gia's co-host in her other podcast, Silhouettes, a Jersey Boys podcast. Go there listen go. to that if you love Jersey Boys and Broadway. Um, yes. And if you went to Newark, too. Yes. Message David. He's follow us at Silhouettes JV Podcast underscore on Instagram. And then you get to meet David. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so even so, she was still discriminated against. She was told by the dean, another, another fucking asshole, um, that her husband, that since her husband made a good living, um, she didn't need to be paid as much as her male counterparts. Ugh. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Doing the same job, and he same blat- hours. blatantly told her that she is not getting paid because she is a woman pretty much uh-huh. or she's not getting paid as much as her male counterparts because she's a woman um so when she got pregnant with her second child while she was still at Rutgers she actually hid that from her colleagues because because okay. they were so fucking sexist um In 1972, she started teaching with tenure as a professor of law at Columbia, her alma mater, and she was the first woman to be hired with tenure at Columbia University of Law. So that's another fucking first that she did. did (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And she really worked hard to, to, to get there. So like, 
Fagan. Of course. Props to her. Tirelessly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maintaining the connections mm -hmm. with your professors. Yes. And everyone at your college. That is a good point. The the professor that, or the person, her friend that got her her first job as a clerk with that one um, judge was actually one of her favorite professors. There you go. He stood up for her. So keep them around. Um, so the 1970s is really when Ruth's fight for gender equality gains a lot of momentum. Um, she was devoted to persuading the men on the Supreme Court that, according to the 14th Amendment, no state shall deny to any person within its jur jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Um, she wanted to make sure that they knew that that prohibited discrimination not only of race, but on the basis of gender as well. Mm -hmm. So, Everybody, please watch the movie On the Basis of Sex. Please. Yeah. Yes. It's fucking yes, Ruth. So at this time, Ruth co-founded the first law review on women's issues called Women's Rights Law Reporter. She also co-founded and led the Women's Rights Project of the American Civil Liberties Union as general counsel. Come on. Um, ACLU. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Come on. Um, in this position, she argued six landmark cases in front of the Supreme Court, which Gia, I'm sure, six. we'll get into. Six. Six. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She made sure that the cases that she chose represented discriminations against both genders. She wasn't just looking out for fellow women, but for the men that were experiencing injustices as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she had a, a... Everybody. Everybody. If everybody just cared about everybody, the world would be a better place. And that is totally what she believed in, in my opinion. So she was even the one that first used the term gender discrimination in court instead of sex discrimination because her secretary pointed out that the word sex might be a distraction to the male justices on the Supreme Court. So since then, we have always, always referred to it as gender discrimination because of RBG. Yep. So, yes. Again, strategy yeah, it's just exactly. Simple psychology. If exactly. I say this fucking word, it's gonna do whatever. Yes, she. It was all about the details. She needed to be very meticulous in what she was doing because she knew if she wasn't, it probably wouldn't go the way that she wanted it to go. Um, and you're right. It's psychology. Um, so in 1980, Jimmy Carter appointed her to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia, where she served for 13 years. Then in 1993, after 34 years of hard work, dedication, and an unyielding desire to make the world a better place for everyone, Bill Clinton appointed Ruth Bader Ginsburg to the Supreme Court of the United States where she served until her fight with pancreatic cancer ended at 87 years old on September 18th, 2020. Rest in peace. Yes. Rest to Ruth. Ruth. To Ruth. To Ruth. To Ruth. To every everything. everything. Yes. Everything. Yes. And I also feel the need to ask you. Yes. This whole our whole podcast. She fucking did that. Mm -hmm. In case you didn't know, for you listening <laughs> to, is about. The badass women 
and the things they did Mm -hmm. that we never learned about in history class. So I was very lucky that I had an extensive, like, time Mm -hmm. learning about her. Mm -hmm. Um, But did you know anything about her? I really didn't. Um, We maybe mentioned her a few times when we would talk about the Supreme Court. Um, And so obviously we talked about who was sitting on the Supreme Court at that time, and she was. Um, so yeah, I, we would just mention her name, but that was pretty much it. Even when we talked about like Roe v. Wade, um, I don't even remember her name coming up in that, which Mm -hmm. is crazy because she was, that was like one of her landmark cases. So yeah. And you're very lucky that you did get to learn about her a lot. And so a lot of the stuff that I, that I talked about, I'm just learning for the first time. So I am very sad that I didn't get to know her as well um, as I could have, but uh, I'm very glad that I know now. And um, honestly, and I, I meant to say this in the beginning, but this episode was something that I was dreading doing. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, before she passed away, I would see her name on our list and I'm like, I hope to God or to whatever I believe in. That that day will never come. That, yeah, that we don't have to do her for a long time. A um, long time. Yeah. Or even, right if, now. or even if we did do an episode on her, it would have just been like a let's just fucking celebrate her. Like she's mm-hmm. not part of history yet, but we just want to celebrate her. But now, obviously, we had to do it. And I was just so sad but i had so much fun researching her life and what she did yeah for all good. of us so yeah <sighs> no i i feel you and i feel like because i i kept seeing her name too and mm-hmm. i was like should i write an obit mm-hmm. just to have it ready mm-hmm. you know have it prepared i didn't know what we should do mm-hmm. and but we also have to talk about the day she died september mm-hmm. 18th 2020 that was the first Night of Rosh Hashanah, mm-hmm. which is huge. You know, she she was Jewish, and that mm-hmm. was a big thing. Um, but they say, um, at least from what I've seen online, and like, but it's trustworthy. Like, if you die on Rosh Hashanah on a certain holy day, you are considered a righteous person. Yes. And I thought that was very meaningful. If that ain't and of the course, truth. yeah. But it's also an election year. Two months. Mm-hmm. We got two months. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that just added to yeah the horrible 2020. I mean, and it really, in. it really, yeah. I mean, of course, like I feel like all years are pretty terrible, but <laughs> this year, is, <laughs> this year especially, and like this was just like the fucking rotten cherry on top. It was her her passing and. Mm-hmm. It but really, maybe in oh, a way, it's the only way for people to wake up. I too. totally um, agree. And to learn more. So as horrible as it is, um, and I'm a kind of person like when when someone dies, like who, like anyone, mm-hmm. I, I I like to think that they just like they change form mm-hmm. in a way. Like they're not mm-hmm. gone. Like they're it's just like they had to make some kind of shift, some kind of change, yeah. in order for us to make a change. And yes, RBG, Her- the most progressive 
person in the world but she was still so old school you know she's yeah. like she's like look like she'll tell it like it is mm-hmm. she'll be respectful mm-hmm. but she's like, well this doesn't make any sense because if if your like foundation for whatever you believe in is equality mm-hmm. right why doesn't this count yeah she's just exactly. pointing things out that's yeah. all she was doing yeah because yeah. you're not gonna change with the times. I'm, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that we've talked about this before. But you're not gonna make any changes. You're not gonna make any progress if you pussyfoot around right. um, problems or situations or whatever. Like that's what mm-hmm. she was doing because she was like, yeah. "I see a problem. We need to fix it." Right. And, and you're, she'll fight for it. Yeah, and you're gonna get more into what she did. I know I did a brief overview of her life and. Um, what kind of jobs that she had Um, but you're going to get more into what she actually changed for women and men too Um, Mm -hmm. I just have a little bit (laughs) yeah I just have a little bit more um, please just just closing remarks Um, she was a gangster for real (laughs) she was the OG Um, to Ginsburn yeah Um, seriously, she was notorious RBG, like no doubt about it. Um, classmate Arthur Miller, again, not playwright Arthur Miller, (laughs) said this about her. Um, and this is from straight from the podcast, uh, RBG Beyond Notorious. Um, listen to it. This is from the very last episode. He says, I believe that Ruth will go down as someone who picked up the ball for women first in the courts and ran with that ball as no one else had ever run with the ball. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck yeah, Arthur Miller. I love it. Yeah. Run with the fucking ball. Yeah. She was not only afraid. She didn't to have s- to dribble. No. She fucking ran. She ran. She ran with it. She traveled. Like, I love it. <laughs> she didn't care she about the rules. She time. traveled. <laughs> yeah. Um, so exactly. She. The best travel. <laughs> so she was not afraid to speak her mind obviously and she picked her fights well and she knew how to fight them she said um reacting in anger or annoyance will not advance one's ability to persuade which we kind of touched on that before if you disagree with someone disagree respectfully i think that might actually be a quote that i just read from her but um (laughs) but yeah like it's don't, in the most eloquent way. Yes. Yeah. Don't Respond, yell at someone. Don't react. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like yelling is not going to get anyone anywhere. Um, clearly. I mean, have you ever heard her yell before? No. She's the most soft-spoken voice. But she knew how to use it. Um, yeah. And then I will leave you with one of my favorite quotes from her. One of many quotes I had a very hard time picking. Um, when... I'm sometimes asked, when will there be enough women on the Supreme Court? And my answer is, when there are nine. And that is the very brief, because she did so many things, biography of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Raise a glass. Yes. Cheers. All the glasses. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. Man, honestly, as sad as I am, it makes me very happy that... I get to learn about her and yeah. and learn about everything that she did for us. Yeah. 
and just, just and the fact that like, her story is so inspiring mm-hmm. as like with with her husband too you know like yeah. it's you they're proof that you can have a really supportive husband yes. and that or partner whoever yeah. um and you could be at the top of your game you know in yeah. every way mm-hmm. you can do it you can fucking go to harvard and columbia if you want to yes and have a kid and have a husband who's sick mm-hmm. you know deal with your parents passing away like she did everything difficult absolutely <laughs> that and she, and she went through cancer too yeah forever yeah for like, over a decade she was two decades yeah she was going through court cases chemo as radiation, she was yeah falling like yeah come on yeah it was she is just she she was un- unstoppable yeah unstoppable like she didn't she didn't care that she was riddled with pancreatic cancer. She said, I'm going to do my fucking job. Mm-hmm. And she did. <laughs> <sighs> wow. God bless her. God well, bless that her. was part one of episode 13. Um, you guys, you got to come back for episode 14 for part two of the Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, saga. It's going to be really good. I have no Please, doubt. That, I really, yeah. I have no doubt you, that Gia's going to deliver. Yeah, because Gia, I can't wait. Gia loves the law. She loves talking and about so the law. And so does Layla. I do. <laughs> but I knew yeah. that Gia was going to just blow this part out of the water. So, oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yes. And this, all of the information that we're learning about her is, I think, try your best to keep it as full frontal mm-hmm. as possible. Like, always be able to be like, if you're having a conversation with someone, Bring it up. Yes. Bring up this case. Bring up that case. Like, that is, that's the only way to really get through to people. Mm-hmm. And it helps if you, if you just know it immediately. Exactly. Um, so try to memorize, try to study. I want to, I'm doing that too. Mm-hmm. And let's just keep fighting the good fight. We exactly. got to, we have to, we have to remember what she did throughout, like from the seventies till now, like mm-hmm. ev- and everything still is so relevant. And it also just helps us not take anything for granted, you know. Mm-hmm. Wait till you see this the shit that that we can do now that you think is a total no brainer. Yeah, that we wouldn't have been able to do forty years ago. Yeah. Do you want to give Stupid. him like a teaser of one of the things that we can do? Um, not yet. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna wait. Okay. Just but kidding. basically, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> There's so many things. You want to buy a house. You want to make sure that you get paid equally you want like which is still a problem but she's still yeah. she was fighting for it till the end and everything everything yes you'll see you'll see you'll see well tune in <laughs> next sunday you know where we're at um follow us on social media at sfdt podcast um email us sfdtpodcast at gmail.com if you have any stories for us we'd love to hear yeah. them um questions comments concerns they can go there too. Leave us a little review if you have two seconds to spare. We love that. It really helps us out. And um, just fucking fight the good fight for Ruth. All right. Just Let's that's do it for that. Her. Come on. Do it for Ruth. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Even if you are not as progressive, like you, we all have respect for her for yeah. what she did as a, as a human being, as a woman, as as sister, whatever you want to say. Yes. Have respect for the lady, please. For the lady of the court. Notorious RBG. RBG. All right. We'll see you guys 
next week with part two of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye.